Dan's Driving Double Feature presents 70's Friends of Frankenstein, episode 41. This is a minute-by-minute podcast covering Blackenstein and Frankenstein 80, although it is no longer at this moment a minute-by-minute podcast because we're now, in this episode, as I said many times, we are now going to five minutes in each episode. Five minutes of Blackenstein, five minutes of Frankenstein 80. I mainly pick up the pace, mainly um, for just... You know, this it's taken a while because I'm doing three of these at once, so it's um, I feel like I might be doing these for the rest of my life. So I thought I'd pick pick this up, uh, pick up the pace a bit. So yeah, so we are um, we are listening to well, we are watching and then talking about uh, minutes. Uh, yeah, forty basically forty um, through you know forty five uh, of Blackenstein and Frankenstein eighty. Remembering that I say that uh, we're actually going from what is it? 40-40 to 45-40 on the Blackenstein um, home video version, and we're going from 40-10 to 45-10 on Frankenstein 80, so you can follow along at home if you would like. Um, It's interesting here because you can see that even though we're at about... Well, we passed the halfway mark of the home video version at... um, at this point, um, even though we're there, they're still doing everything they can to slow down the movie at every point. I've, I've honestly no idea. They call this the home video version. I mean, I really guess, I would guess what, this is probably the first cut, right? It, it almost feels like, you know, like they had the, like the producer um, who also wrote it, maybe did the first cut, and then, and then... A uh, more seasoned editor came along and said, "No, no, 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 no. Trim this here. Trim this here. Put this here. Do this. Blah, 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 blah." And then suddenly they had a film that was maybe they thought a little too short at 78 minutes, but still plays much, much better than the 87-minute um, goofballery that is this home video version. Because the, what happens in the five minutes? All right. Now we left Dr. Frank and Winifred were sitting by uh, Eddie as he was in that weird um, room with, like, the the rolling cage door and the chain by it and sort of this oddly triangular-shaped room, and he was in in that bed there. Um, I mean, I guess they must... They're expecting him to become a monster, right? Because you got that creak rolling door, and um, you've got, uh, yeah, the chains there and everything, and it looks like a dungeon cell. And so that's where the uh, minute begins. That was where minute 40 begins. 40-40. I am not going to play the five minutes of audio. I know. I know. You're a little little disappointed. I'd like to play the 40 minutes. uh, I'd like to play the five minutes uh, of audio. Now, I am not going to play the audio in this. You're not going to get five minutes of Blackenstein and then five minutes of Frankenstein 80 because most of Blackenstein is uh, there are a couple lines delivered here and there, but most of it is just people walking and the stuff bubbling in the laboratory and Eddie making the occasional noise and the music playing. So you'd listen, be listening to basically five minutes of incidental music, and I just that doesn't make any sense to me to, to do that. I didn't, uh, I didn't. I'm not covering five minutes at a time to know that I, I I automatically could increase the length of the episodes by eight minutes each by having all the audio in. So you're on your own. Here, go go to um, forty forty to forty five forty on the Blu-ray on the um and if you have the old VHS you go you go from the point uh, around where uh, Doctor um, 
uh, Frank turns Eddie's hand, and he's got like this weird patch of hair, like on his wrist. That's around where we're starting, and we're ending um, with Eddie uh, walking up a staircase, curved staircase towards us. It's like right before it cuts to the next shot, is is where the the forty fifth minute. Uh, well, technically, yeah, where well, the forty fifth minute ends and the forty sixth minute begins. So that's that's where we are here, and. Like I said, the, the fascinating thing about this is comparing it to the much speedier economy of the theatrical version. Because what what happens in the home video, they look at his hand, he looks at Eddie's eyes, Eddie, how are you? Uh, Eddie doesn't say anything. Okay, we're going to, uh, Dr. Frank says, okay, we're going to up his injections, you know, or uh, by 50 cc's. And Winifred takes a note on that. And then they all leave the room. And they pull, creak, the door shut. Then it goes up to uh, Winifred, and she is um, uh, looks like she's preparing the next round, the next dosage, um, and then she goes back. To, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I get a bit of this wrong. She goes back down. I know I just saw it, but then I also watched it with the theatricals. She she goes back down to Eddie's cell, as it were, with the with the new injection. And she gives him the injection. And we see her, like, open the creek, open the door, give him the injection. She gets up to leave. She leaves the door open. Then we see her back in the lab. She sets some stuff down. She goes to this one electrical box thing, throws a switch, and all the lights go off in the room. And she leaves the room. Then it cuts to Eddie. And Eddie spends um, the next two minutes slowly leaving the house. He, he rises up a la Frankenstein style out, off of the bed and he goes out through the little he, um, the space that Winifred left by leaving the door open and then you see a really long shot as in about a minute and ten seconds of him uh, you, you see the laboratory from from just the whole the whole sort of laboratory in, in, in the shot and then all of a sudden you see the shadow of Eddie a huge shadow on the wall then eventually you see you, you see him and then he slowly moves across the room, and the camera begins to pan along with him, and then he goes out the other end, you see the big shadow again, and that fades away, and then it cuts to him going up that curved staircase and coming towards us. A minute and ten seconds. That shot in in the lab is a minute and ten seconds. Um, the, the interesting thing is that because you, you, there, there's actually, there's, there's sort of a continuity error in there, um, which you can see much better in the theatrical because it's it's much snappier with the editing because um, in this like like I said in in, in the home video um, Winifred turns off the lights and everything goes dark in the in the thing and then Eddie spends what the next uh, five jeez yeah Eddie spends like the next oof, 45 seconds or so getting up out of his bed and leaving that room and then when it cuts to Eddie in 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 the in the big room, some of the lights are out because the, that's what the shadow thing is. But some of the some of the stuff is still on. When she threw the switch and shut it off, the whole thing went dark. Everything turned off. But now some stuff is on and some stuff isn't. And in the home video version, because there's like a minute in between her throwing the switch and Eddie's shadow appearing on that wall. And because we're so flippin' excited that Blackenstein is finally up and moving 44, what, 43, 44 minutes into the movie, 
literally now, what, what, about halfway into the movie, we're so excited that we, I think we forget that, hey, didn't you just turn all those lights off? Why are those, some of those lights on and some of them are off? Um, so yeah, and it, it's funny because thank goodness I have the home video version to um, uh, uh, mention here because, uh, and I compare and contrast, because nothing, uh, uh, yeah, Eddie rises and it's great to see him and he, he moves slowly along and he's got his arms outstretched and he makes an occasional growl noise. They kind of, in it's, it's interesting, in the home video version, it's kind of tough to see his face, but in the in the theatrical, you can very clearly see his face as he's leaving the little cell there, but it's, it's kind of difficult to see it in in uh, I don't know I don't know why that is I, I would think that would be the same well I'll, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why that that might not be um so uh yeah so Eddie is up and moving and he is out um and it's I, I like how in the there's the in the implication in the home video is Eddie's just really not that great. Boost his stuff by 50 cc's. So Winifred does that, gives him a shot of the regular, the, the bad DNA or RNA, whatever the heck Malcolm did there. Um, she, she gives him a shot of that, boosted by 50 cc's, and that's what kicks him into gear. Whereas, as I will tell you, in the theatrical version, we don't see him give another shot. The five minutes that we cover here, basically from Dr. Frank, looking at the back of the hand more or less until um, cut from him going up the staircase to him outside in the world the theatrical version does that in two minutes what this takes five minutes to do you can see how editing how great editing is what this takes five minutes to do the home, the theatrical version does in two and you can see why like I mentioned before when I went to see this in the theater for some reason it, I mean it all seems snappier I mean, like like the scene where Eddie walking from this minute ten seconds long is less than twenty seconds in the, the theatrical. It you 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 see it cuts the laboratory. You see his shadow on the wall. It gets larger and the shadow gets larger and larger and larger. And that cuts away to Eddie uh, going around the curved staircase coming up towards us. Um, we're so much better. And I, I, I imagine, I, I could feel that I must have known when this scene started in the theatrical. I feel like I was surprised that, hey, did something get cut out of there? I could have sworn that scene went on for a very long time because it, it goes on. What it, what it feels like to me is it feels like, okay, Eddie, just slowly stand in front of the lights, so we get the big shadow, walk from one end to the other, and then leave, and we will use some portion of this some portion of this and or maybe we'll use this as a master shot maybe we'll you know have you leave in later on and we'll you know we'll you know show another portion of this shot for the second time you go off on a on a little jaunt um but yeah it's it's crazy that they use the whole shot and, it, and it's funny i mean the the th- basically the, the two minutes in the theatrical version are, you see the doctor there, he looks at the back of Eddie's hands, he does the examination, 20 cc's or whatever, like 50 cc's, excellent. Um, they leave the room, pull the door closed, pull the door closed, and then it cuts to Winifred. Oh, actually, I think you get a random shot of, like, a bubbling, uh, giant test tube thing bubbling away, and then I think you get a shot of the house, and then you see Winifred set her stuff down, throws the switch, all the lights go out, pause we cut to eddie already up and slowly walking through the darkness of the room 
the little cell, and then he leaves there, and then it cuts to the 15 to 20 seconds of the shot in the lab, then it cuts to him going up the staircase. It's so, if you watch, like I said, minutes 40, 44, 40, 40 to 45, 40, home video, and then you watch, it's actually like 35, 40 to 37, 40 in the theatrical, you will see that's the way editing works. And it's, it's so nicely done. Obviously, the theatrical is ahead of the um, of the home video. It, it, it had better be. Uh, so at the 40-minute mark, basically, Eddie's going out now, and he's going to kill someone we saw earlier in the movie, then kill someone else. And then uh, it'll be the next day, and um, there's a brief scene of... of but, but 40 to 45 in the theatrical is Eddie killing this person. Oh no, I think he's already killed the person. And he's got their arm. And it's implied, although not, not shown close up, that it looks like he, he he's either snuggling the arm against himself or he's eating the um uh at the base, you know, where it tore out, he's eating whatever the whatever it hangs a muscle or the whatever it is that hangs out if you rip someone's arm out. Um, the flesh, the whatever he it it's implied that he seems to be eating that, and that's more or less the way the fortieth minute begins in the in the theatrical. Then he attacks this lady. There are some guts. I know I'm spoiling this, um, but I won't do this for all of them. I just want to show you how it works here because we're doing the five minutes for the first time. He kills this lady. Then it cuts back to the castle the next morning, and Malcolm is giving Winifred weird looks. It's really we'll talk to this when we actually get to this. Get <laughs> giving her weird looks, and Winifred has a look on her face like, "Huh, what is happening here?" And then you see her briefly in the lab. And then the five minutes, the you hit the forty-five minute mark of the theatrical with her back in Eddie's room, about to um, give another shot or whatever, and um, and and as I said, and as I, and this this is interesting because I did have a peek ahead at the next five minutes of the home video version. At the end of the next five minutes of the home video version, that second person he kills isn't even dead yet. She's still in her bed. She has to get out of her bed, creep around, and then get attacked and killed by him. So we are. So when we get to the fifty-minute, we're we're still. I mean, we're we're still two or three minutes behind. Where the home video, where the theatrical. Oh, it's 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 interesting. I find it fascinating. Like I said, perfect example of 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 just how editing can help your film. Compare minutes of 40 to 45 in this, the home video, to minutes, what is it, 45, like 35? No, 35, 35, and about 37, 35 of the uh, theatrical. And you'll just see how, I mean, because it, it's funny, when I sat here, I said, okay, five minutes. Now we're going to cover some ground. And you see 50 cc's, and she says, yes, and they leave, and they slowly pull the door closed. And then you see her in there, and I'm thinking, is she preparing his next injection? And then she goes back down there, gives him the injection. I'm like, and I thought, do we do we need to see that? And then she goes up and turns off the light, and I thought, do we need to see that? And then when he rises up out of bed, I I, I was the first to say that like I like him in the bed slowly rising up. Um, I don't know what their thing is with that fixed position. They've got the camera in at the door of that cell area. But Eddie does his best. He milks it. He really milks it. Just in the way that he goes from the one end of the room to the other. This basically looks like Eddie rise up out of bed, get up out of bed, leave the room. 
slowly, like Boris, like Boris Karloff's Frankenstein, and um, or no, not even Boris Karloff's. I was gonna say, um, isn't that more? Uh, it's it's um, Lon Chaney's Frankenstein, and Ghost of Frankenstein, with the arms outstretched uh, because he's blind, right? Um, uh, but but that's and he he does, and it's funny because that shot. Follow, that shot is immediately followed by the shot. I think there are a couple intercuts, uh, intercutting shots of like his boots and stuff. Uh, although that may be the next minute. But but the shot of him getting out of bed and leaving the little cell, the shot of, shot of him going from one end of the laboratory to the other, and then him going up the steps. All those shots are trimmed slightly, with the steps shot being only very slightly trimmed. All of those shots are trimmed. The, well, at least the first two are, are extremely trimmed in the home video version and they look like exactly what they are to me they look like long master shots where they went back to him later and said we'll use the most effective portion of this um all or all of it and the home video they use all of it they know don't throw anything out uh but it works better in the theatrical hmm. see and this, this this is why i i this is why i'm glad we we did the five minutes because could, could you imagine i mean eddie at the end of 45 minutes, he's still not out of the building there. But he, uh, instead of, I mean, I've got the, I got the home video playing right here. So Eddie, we first see Eddie rising out of bed. Oh yeah, there are a couple intercut shots in there. We first see Eddie rising out of bed. What is that? Wait one second. What is that? Did you? What? What is? What is the shot? So you see, Winifred turns off the light. Uh, we're we're forty three twenty one, forty three twenty two, and oh, that must be the elevator she goes into. Okay, because you see like a door open. Oh no, that's a payphone. What is? What is? Is this Winifred? What 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 is that shot? It's it's not in the um it's not in the theater. What is that shot from about forty three, like twenty three to about forty three thirty two? Winifred, you see Winifred leave the laboratory, and then it looks like like a, a door is pulled open, like like a cage for an elevator, and it looks like there's a payphone in the corner of it, and and you get the point of view of someone going in there. And at first, I thought that point of view was maybe Eddie having risen from yeah, he kind of point of view entering this strange brown room, and then it cuts to Eddie rising up out of the bed. What the heck is that room? That shot doesn't make any sense at all. Oh my gosh, I, I never realized. I mean, is that meant to be? But we're, she wouldn't be taking an elevator. They're just downstairs. And even if she is taking an elevator, why the point of view shot? And why make it so vague as to what's happening? That's so weird. Go back, everyone. Watch it again. I, why did I never notice that before? I, I guess because whenever I watch this now, it's the theatrical and that's not the theater. But that's so weird. Because like, I just saw that right here. I thought My first thought was, uh-oh, point of view, Eddie's up and moving around. Then my second thought is, no, Eddie's just about to get up and move around. So this must be Winifred? But why is it a point of view shot of her going into some sort of weird room that I thought was an elevator but looks like it has a payphone in it? What is that meant to be? And my third thought was, maybe it's the guy that Eddie is going to kill... In the next segment, I thought maybe it's him going into a room, like a point of view, to kind of throw us off. Maybe we'll find that out in the next minute. But boy, that's a weird shot. For like I said, about forty-three twenty-two to about forty-three thirty-two. Wow, that's weird. 
Uh, okay, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to play you all a little um, uh, little burst of something. I don't know what. A little burst of something just to give a break from hearing my voice. And the other side will be on Frankson 80. And if you remember, minute 40, which put us at 4010, begins with um, the reporter guy whose sister um, uh, died um, sort of looming over the oddly small messenger guy. thing about Blackenstein comparing the two uh, different versions is that um, obviously um, both of them have the the continuity error of the lights specifically being turned off and then suddenly the lights are on again um, but there's actually another and it also and but like I said just one because one has the turning off the lights and someone going to that room so close to one of them you can see the error in one better than the other but it also it also does have the the thing like I mentioned with the um, the fifty cc's in the next injection and then they show her and then she gives him the next injection thereby to me implying like I said they boosted it and the boosting of the um, the drug or the DNA or the RNA is what caused him to finally rise up and come to life and go and kill uh, whereas like I said in the in the that she doesn't give him the injection in the theatrical so it ends up looking like he was just kind of sitting there like okay get out of here I'm gonna get up get out of here I, I don't want to hurt you guys but get out of here I'm ready to go but there's actually another little um, it's a I guess it's a continuity error in the theatrical and that is we very specifically see Dr. Frank pull the door shut and then the next time it cuts to the door right at um, uh uh Let's see. The next time, I, the next time it cuts to the door, the door is open, and Blackenstein is slowly working his way towards it. He's not at the door. I mean, unless he got up, opened the door, stumbled around the room, and then went out the door, which I don't see is happening because he's clearly moving towards the door. So, who opened the door? How did the door get open? We very specifically see the door being pulled shut, and then the theatrical version, no more than. 20 seconds later, the door is open and the monster is approaching it. So who, who opened the door? Who opened the door? Who put the lights back on? Um, and it's one of the, it's actually one of those things where in the home video version, it's not a continuity error because Winifred, when she goes down to give him the second injection, she leaves the door open. So it's a continuity error in one version, but not a continuity error in the other. Just like, I was just thinking of Night Terrors, the scene with Valerie Harper in the, that diner where that sort of homeless man is, and you see her like, you see her, and I, I won't go too in-depth into it, but it's, um, and I mentioned it in the commentary that Amanda Reyes and I did, but you see her like pass in front of the counter, sort of going to our left, um, uh, and she passes like a payphone, and she passes like a display with like lots of bags of chips and snacks and things on them. Then she goes sort of behind the counter, and we see her go behind the counter and to the back of the, the diner, through the kitchen and towards a back door. Then the camera cuts to her, 
where she's about to walk up to, where she goes up to the back door, looks around, turns around, then the camera goes back to more or less the original position where she walks towards us, and then she goes to the right and passes the chips, and then passes the um, the, the payphone again. But in the original TV version, the, the, the shorter one, the one that aired on the network first, you see her go behind the counter, her back to us, walking towards that back door, and then I think there's an insert, like maybe you see her shoes, you know, her feet walking along, or, or maybe it cuts to something, I, f- I forget what it is, but um, it then cuts from her approaching the back door to suddenly she's back at the counter, and she's gone to the back door, and so, so they, <laughs> they basically cut out everything from her stopping at the back door to her walking back up towards us and then going to our right, and they cut it out and made it look as if that was the back of the diner. Um, but then, of course, the problem with that is that when it cuts, it, it, she's about to reach the back door, and then it, 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 like I said, there's an insert or something, and then it cuts again, and we see her, like, stopping and looking around, and then she goes to the right, she passes those chips, and she passes the payphone again. So it's a, it's a continuity error in one version, but not in another. Anyway, Frankenstein 80, this is five minutes of people talking and talking. Um, I could play you the audio for this, because there's a lot of chats, and it starts off with a rather amusing scene where the the, the, the sh- shrimpner or whatever, I don't know the, the reporter's name, sits, I mean, literally kind of pushes this the smaller messenger guy into the seat, and he does a big thing where, A, this happened B, this happened C, this happened blah, 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 blah. And it goes on so much, I thought, did he miss a letter? I don't know. But he, he's just he's just talking, he's kind of, he needs someone to work out his facts sort of in front of it. That's what he's doing. And it's great because it's kind of a fun scene, but it's 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 very underplayed. Um, but, it, but it's kind of a fun scene where he goes through all the facts and then he gets to sort of the main fact, uh, one of the facts being, um, one of the things that he has to confirm, so he's going to go to the police, is did was there a smell of formaldehyde at the at the apartment of the prostitute who was killed? So he's gonna go to the police for that. And there's a great moment where it keeps the couple of great moments where it keeps cutting to the guy who's just walking and pace back and forth with a look on his face of huh? And then um, the reporter leaves and the guy's just staring at him with a bit of a huh look on his face, which I found kind of amusing. I don't know. It's 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 either a film that's loaded with comedy or none at all. I can't tell. And then he goes into the um, uh, the uh, the the um, inspector's office there, and talks with the inspector and Strauss, one of his his main guys, and um, and it's weird because the inspector's office felt like a police office um, from the previous scene because of the angle, but. And we're, we're the angle. We're on the. We're on um, basically sort of one side corner, more or less, of the inspector's um, desk, and we can sort of see the door and people coming in and out towards him. In this one, when Strauss steps in, we are kind of looking for, at it from Strauss's point of view towards the inspector, as you know. And the camera in the previous shot would have been like behind the inspector, right there, and seeing the inspector sitting there at his lovely desk in that room. All I could think was seeing the whole room. I thought that doesn't look like a police inspector's room. That looks like, you know, like the the director's like a, a study or something in the director's house that they that they had a table in it and they just said this will be the inspector's office. It doesn't it doesn't look like a police officer's office at all. It looks like a nice room in someone's house. 
and then Trimberger, whatever his name, and goes in to talk to him, and, and then they find out there is formaldehyde there. And then right at the end of the scene, the quality of the picture drops a bit, which means it was a bit that was not in the regular cut. And there's a weird moment, and I don't quite understand this scene, this bit, where you see them, the inspector and the reporter shaking hands, and the inspector says something like, more or less like, Oh, uh, this is this this formaldehyde thing. This is extremely important. You know, I'm I'm so glad you came, Shrimpton, or Shrimper. I'm so glad you came, Shrimper. And Shrimper says, "Yes, it's good for my complexion." And then it cuts to the next scene, and I thought, "What on earth does that mean? Does that mean what I think it means?" Because if it is. I can see why they cut that line out. It's, it's, but but it, that can't be. That can't be what. That can't must be mean something else, right? I mean, my 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 first thought was, you know, is that the is that as naughty as I thought that was? And my second thought was maybe it's um. It means complexion, as in like I'm a reporter, and um uh, a lot of times you don't trust reporters, and so if I can come to you with something like this, it's good for me. For the my complexion, as it were, my um, my um, my trade, what I do, you know, this is this is this is now now the next time you see me, you won't run from me because I'm a reporter. You'll say, hey, what's up? Maybe or maybe can I help you with something? So I think that's what he's saying, but the fact that that completely innocuous ish exchange was cut seems really weird to me. I mean, that's kind of the weirdest moment of the five minutes. I mean, because after this, he, he goes to uh, Frankenstein's house and, and chats with the young woman who's not actually his niece. She's his guardian. Um, and she's going to be a doctor, too. And they discuss organs and transplants and rejections. And it's not the most um, stimulating conversation. In fact, whenever it cuts to her, she, there's a, like a really nice a vase full of, like, flowers like pink flowers are they roses i don't know what they are and in the back on a bookshelf there's a big orange book that looks actually it's, like it's, it's some variation of the death star or something on the cover or jupiter and it just says island and I, i'm like i want to know what i want to know what that book is what is that book can i i could probably look up that book and find out what that book is but the tricky thing with Frank's N80, of course, is that I don't have two versions to compare it to. Um, and and the, the only bit of goofery here is very good for my complexion. So this is basically um, three quick... Di- one, one isn't really a dialogue scene. One is explaining what's going on. And um, I don't... I mean, I don't know that we need needed specifically that scene where he's explaining everything that's happening because we, we know... We've been told everything that's happening, but but it does lead nicely into the next scene and the, and the formaldehyde. And yes, like I said, the scene with the with the um, the young uh, lady there is is a little dull, but um, maybe it'll pick up. Maybe Doctor Frankenstein will show up. Maybe something will happen. Um, I do, I do, I, I did find interesting that he that the, the the reporter does know the name Mosaic. I'm not sure where he knows the name from. I mean. He, it, it, it's, it's funny because he says the name and you think he knows the name maybe it's like the complexion thing he knows the name but then he doesn't really know the name what he's doing is he's he's I think he's he's calling the mishmash of clues and maybe not clues and murders a mosaic and we have to put the pieces together but I guess mosaic the pieces are already together they're just uh, different you know what I mean you know what I mean so he's using the term of what the the 
Dr. Frankenstein calls his monster to describe the confusion of the, everything that's going on, but it also makes one think, does he know the monster's name? No, he doesn't. Does he? Mm. That's good for his complexion. That, that's really all I have to say on Frankenstein 80. It's nice to get a few minutes ahead because um, basically if we'd only done one minute, we would have had the rest of his explaining to the guy about the clues and then I think the very start of the scene of the police station. So apart from me saying something like, well, he's just repeating what we already know and this poor smaller gentleman is confused. I wouldn't have had much to say. I don't know that I have a ton to say this time around, but uh, everything is moving forward here. And um, we've got another clue, and we're learning about organ um, transplant rejections. And, um, yeah, let's see where this all goes next. I'm excited. We've got... Um, uh, in the next, you know, the next round of Blackenstein, he's actually going to be out and about. The killings will begin, and um, hopefully, the next five minutes aren't these two slightly boring people talking about organ transplant. I, she keeps trying to change the subject and and make it something more interesting. I think right at the end of the of the of the minute minutes there, she says something like, "Do we have to talk about this? There's so many other cheerful things to talk about in, sci- in medical science," and um, she could be right. Maybe we'll hear about them next time. But, uh, yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. And I apologize if earlier on the um, my air conditioner went on at one point during the recording here. And it was a little louder than usual. So I hope it, I hope it didn't bother you. I don't, don't even know if you noticed it. But um, thank you again, everyone. And uh, next up will be um, uh, 70's Friends of Frankenstein, episode 42, which will cover minutes uh, 46 through 50. Be good yourself. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.